Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and as always, this video is brought to you by Prize Picks. We're going to be breaking down some Prize Picks selections for Wednesday, April the 14th. We're also going to be talking about the DraftKings main slate, a seven game featured slate that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time. There's also a five-game afternoon slate. We'll dip into that a little bit when it comes to the prize picks, but going to focus on that seven-game late slate uh, for when we're breaking down DFS on Wednesday and going to get into some bets. So let us start where we always do with prize picks, and I want to remind you guys that if you use promo code MMNMLB, when you are making that first deposit, you can have that deposit matched up to $100. So make sure to do that over at prizepicks.com and make sure to load up these two selections on Wednesday. The first one I feel really good about. We've got Aaron Judge going up against Ross Stripling in an afternoon affair between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Stripling has just looked bad so far this season. Everything he's throwing is getting barreled up. In fact, 14.3% of his batted ball events so far this season have resulted in barrels, and most of those are from right-handed batters like Aaron Judge. In fact, the 30 right-handed batters that Stripling has faced so far this season are slugging 857 off of the right-hander in 2021. So... It's two games, it's a small sample, yes, but nothing I've seen from Stripling so far suggests that that won't continue on Wednesday, so I like Aaron Judge to go over eight fantasy points in that game against the Blue Jays. You can also take a look at Giancarlo Stanton, uh, especially if he's still batting second in the Yankees lineup. Uh, He is only seven. He only has to go over seven fantasy points in that same matchup and that same split. The other one I like on Wednesday, and again, this is an afternoon slate game. It's a little scary, but uh, the stats bear it out. Okay, J.D. Martinez under six and a half fantasy points. I was really hoping with the success that J.D. Martinez has had so far this season, that number would be a little bit higher, uh, at least seven, maybe seven and a half ideally eight. Uh, This is someone who before Tuesday's game had registered a base hit in every single game of the 2021 season. So Martinez is feeling it right now. There is no doubt about that, but he is right-handed and that is not what you want to be when you're going up against Kenta Maeda, who from the beginning of 2019 to the end of 2020 was arguably the best pitcher, starting pitcher, right on right, in all of baseball, within that split across those two seasons, Maeda had an opponent Woba to right-handed batters of just 222. That was the lowest mark of any qualified starter in all of baseball. That slider is almost unhittable when he is throwing it to right-handed batters, and I'm just going to trust that Maeda can get it done tomorrow against J.D. Martinez. So, J.D. Martinez under six and a half fantasy points. Aaron Judge and maybe Giancarlo Stanton over eight fantasy points against Ross Stripling. All right, let's move to that seven-game featured slate over on DraftKings. And the first place I want to start, it seems like we always talk about the Dodgers in some aspect. Uh, Let's talk about Dustin May, who is $9,400 
on Wednesday's slate. The thing with Dustin May that we were always talking about was, wow, if this guy who throws 98, 99 mile per hour gas, if he can ever figure out how to generate some swinging strikes, no one will be able to hit this guy. Again, one start. We're dealing with small samples. That's kind of the magic of April. But Dustin May, in his first start of the season, a game against Oakland where he threw six scoreless innings, allowed just two hits, and struck out eight, had a 17.6% swinging strike rate. Not only was that by far the highest swinging strike rate he's had in his young career, but also of the other 13 starts he's had, the 13 starts prior to that last game against Oakland, only two of those starts had he registered a swinging strike rate above 10%. So this was crazy. This was nothing like we'd seen before. So there's two ways to take that. One, it was an outlier. It was the outlier of all outliers, and it's not something we can track going forward. Or someone who has incredible stuff and and is as good a pitcher as Dustin May is, maybe he figured out something, and maybe uh, he's going to start getting some of those swings and misses. Either way, he's going up against a Rockies team not in Colorado, a team that had a 77 WRC+. Plus coming into Tuesday's slate. It's a great matchup. People are going to be on Dustin May. Look, it's it's not like this is a variance play by any means. Um, I believe Trevor Bauer's ownership on DraftKings on Tuesday in the same matchup, up around 40%. So you're not sneaking up on anybody here using Dustin May, even though, you know, Lance McCullers is an option. There's some other guys above $9,000 in pretty good spots. But if Dustin May's figured out this swinging strike rate thing, he is going to be nasty. And you're going to be wishing you could get him back when he was below $10,000. So I'm going to hop on at $9,400. And you can save some money that helps you afford Dustin May and a couple stacks we'll talk about later by going after Charlie Morton. I cannot figure out this price point for Charlie Morton on Wednesday's slate. He is just $7,600. What has Charlie Morton done the last half decade to warrant this sort of disrespect? I guess he turned 37, Uh, He doesn't pitch for the Rays anymore, Uh, so if you want to hold that against him, you can hold that against him, but in his first two starts of the season so far, uh, you know, both games, tough matchups. He faced the Phillies in both those games. Um, Dustin May, excuse me, uh, Charlie Morton, the fastball velocity was actually up slightly from where it was in 2020, so any worries about that uh, in his age 37 season? not something to worry about right now, at the very least, in April, uh, early on in the season. Everything looks fine in that department. He's only allowed one barrel on his 29 batted ball events so far. And he's facing a Marlins team that, I mean, exploded on Tuesday, scored 14 runs on Tuesday's slate. So these numbers are a little dated, and they don't include that particular game. But it should be noted, that game was against a left-handed pitcher in Max Freed. This lineup sets up much better. Uh, The middle bats, you know, Aguiar, uh, Brian Anderson, uh, Adam Duvall, much better, much better. Even Starling Marte, to some extent, against left-handed pitching. So, against righties so far this season, heading into that Monday slate, or excuse me, that Tuesday slate, they had an isolated power of just .099, one of the worst marks in all of baseball. Overall, they had an isolated power of just .111. That was the second lowest mark in all of baseball. So I'm not exactly scared by the offensive explosion we saw from the Marlins 
on Tuesday. I think Charlie Morton's in a great spot. I don't think there's any reason this guy should be below 8K. He should probably be, I would say, a top five price pitcher on this slate, considering what we know of Charlie Morton. So I would I would really just look at Morton, and I think he pairs well with someone like Dustin May. All right, let's talk some stacks on Wednesday's slate. We kind of went to this well already. Uh, we, we saw this exact matchup about two weeks ago. The Philadelphia Phillies against David Peterson. Uh, it worked so well the first time, let us just go back. Again, Peterson, soft-tossing left-handed pitcher, going up against the Phillies lineup that dominated left-handed pitching um, and had a very high isolated power against left-handed pitching back in 2020. And this is a very similar lineup that they're rolling out in 2021. So obviously, you know, you've got your JT Real Mutos, you've got your Reese Hoskins of the world that you can put into a lineup against a lefty like David Peterson. But I wanted to specifically focus on some of the value bats that the Phillies possibly offer in this spot because you're going to have to save some money somewhere. And I think there are options, very viable options when it comes to the Phillies. Uh, Alec Baum has been really, I don't want to say mispriced because he's he's not been amazing to start 2021, but his price point has been incredibly low uh, throughout the first two, two and a half weeks of the season. He's up to $4,000, but that's still pretty good for someone who hits in the top half of the Phillies lineup and has shown an ability to hit for average like Alec Baum has so far in his brief career. Andrew McCutcheon is 3'7", um, sort of similar to like Evan Longoria, who is a shell of his former self but can still mash left-handed pitching. McCutcheon's very much in the same boat, and he's going to hit leadoff tomorrow for the Phillies. That's always enticing at $3,700. And the one guy I really wanted to focus on, Gene Segura, has been terrible to start 2021. But we've got a huge track record, a track record of over 500 plate appearances that say Gene Segura is a really, really good hitter when he gets an opportunity to face a southpaw pitcher. In fact, going back to the start of 2017, Segura has a 301 average and a 121 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. And again, David Peterson's not exactly a good left-handed pitcher. So I like that matchup a lot. We'll talk a little bit more about that matchup when we get to best bets because uh, we bet that one last time, too. So might as well go back to the well yet again. Uh, last stack I wanted to talk about, the Tampa Bay Rays. Their offense has not been great. A uh, lot of swing and miss in that offense so far in 2021. It's something we saw last year as well. But they can explode on any given night. Um, and I think if there's a guy that I've sort of zeroed in on, um, anytime he's going to be on a slate for as long as he's going to continue to start in the majors, which might not actually be that long, Kohei Arihara just, he doesn't have the stuff. It's just not going to work. I mean, the amount of contact he allows to opposing hitters, it's only two starts, it's nine innings, you know, Maybe, maybe you don't make a big deal out of it, but I'm I'm really going to try to exploit this while I can. Arihara has allowed a 97.8% zone contact rate. Generally speaking, the lead, league leader in zone contact rate, the highest zone contact rate, usually hovering around 91 to 90%. So that is an unheard of number when it comes to that particular metric. Right-handed batters are slugging 833 off of Arihara so far this season, and he has a 9.90 expected ERA in those first two starts because the formula for expected ERA likes strikeouts. Everything likes strikeouts, and this is someone who does not generate any strikeouts, but he also doesn't walk anybody, which is kind of key. He puts the ball in the strike zone, 
and he never misses bats. So there's just a lot of opponent contact, and that is really something that you want to hunt for in DFS. So, you know, the standard guys apply here. Randy Rosarena is $5,300. Great spot. Uh, Austin Meadows, his price point is finally caught back up to where it should be. He's 4800 Brandon Lau is in a really nice spot on this slate, 4600 Lau's big issue is swing and miss. And this is almost a matchup where he cannot physically swing and miss. So when you're going to let him make that kind of contact, something dangerous could definitely happen. So I like him a lot at 4-6. And then Yandy Diaz is kind of the value play here. $3,500. Uh, he is that right-handed bat. We just talked about Arihara, how the slugging percentage is astronomical so far to those right-handed hitters. You always have to watch with the Rays. Uh, you never know what kind of lineup you're going to get, but he did hit fifth on Tuesday against a right-handed pitcher. So you would think that he's going to hit fifth again. At least I would hope. But, you know, make sure to check. But if he's hitting fifth at 3,500 in this particular matchup, he is exceedingly viable. All right, before we get out of here, you know where we're going. We're talking about best bets. And I already kind of spoiled this one, so we'll do this one right off the top. But Philadelphia Phillies, money line on the road against the Mets. And Mr. Peterson, just minus 122 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. We already hit this once. He had that one start. He went four innings, gave up six earned runs, and it happened very quickly. Uh, it was not a good start to the game for Peterson against the Phillies. And like I talked about, this is a team that has proven left-handed mashers in their lineup. A lot of right-handed power, especially at the top of that batting order. And it's basically the same lineup that crushed lefties throughout the 2020 season. So I don't know why this would be any different. We're going to try this yet again. It worked the first time. So Philly's money line. I also very much like Seattle, Baltimore over nine and a half runs. Right now, the over on DraftKings Sportsbook is just minus 113. I got to be honest with you. I mean, right now I'm filming this Tuesday night. If you're watching this Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, there's a chance this line has moved to 10. I would have put it at 10. I don't know why it's 9.5. There is so much working in the favor of in, of the over in this game. Understandably, you could just get two stinkers from Baltimore and from the Mariners in terms of their offensive performance in this game, but Justin Dunn, this guy is asking for trouble each and every start. Again, small samples, but incredible numbers. He's got a 36.4% walk rate through his first two starts of the season, you might say, well, that's sure to normalize at some point. Well, his career walk rate is 19.2%. He walked seven, seven Chicago White Sox players in one of his starts earlier this season. This guy, again, he's like a grand slam waiting to happen. He he, he works himself into so much trouble uh, that I think Baltimore is just going to have to have runners on base, and at some point they're going to drive a couple of them home. And then... When we're talking about Baltimore, they're pitching in this game. They've got home run Matt Harvey taking the mound. Uh, had a good opening day, or not opening day, but his first start of the season against the Red Sox. And the Red Sox saw him again and tagged him for four runs across five innings in that second start. Harvey's given up 2.22 home runs per nine since the beginning of 2019. He's just not... He's not the guy. He's not the Dark Knight anymore. The fastball velocity is almost completely gone. Baltimore's bullpen so far this season, a 5.28 FIP. And maybe the most important aspect of this over, they had a double header on Tuesday where these two teams played 15 innings of baseball. These bullpens are tired, and they weren't good bullpens to begin with. We've got a pair of bad starters in this game. I know these offenses can be underwhelming at times, but... 
I, I think we're going to find our way to 10 runs in this game. So I am all over the over 9.5 in Seattle, Baltimore, along with the money line for the Phillies against Mr. Peterson. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network for Wednesday, April the 14th. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys next time.